Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. The Sports Bar with Danger and Bataglia. I'm glad you're excited about Bobby Babbage's defensive coordinator. If you're going to make me the guy, I want to call the plays. No! Mike Danger. Sean McDermott is a control freak. And I think everybody kind of recognizes that the Bills' defense, with Sean McDermott calling the plays, looked like a better defense with Sean McDermott having that additional level of control. To give that up, he's going to give up that element of his job and, and hand it over to a guy who's never done it before? Feels like a bit of a reach. Gene Bataglia. It's not just calling the plays. That's what we as fans and the media will focus on. It's a big deal. But it's, it's the game plan going into the week. That's kind of what Bobby Babbage should be entrusted. I want Bobby Babbage rolling his sleeves up and figuring out, all right, how do we defend here? Bobby Babbage? Mm. That's a strong name. We can now refer to the offense and defense as Bobby Joe. We'll see what kind of condition the Sabres are in as a team because they've been better. More consistently inconsistent. Amherst Crunch starting at 7 tonight. Playing Syracuse as many times as we've had to play them over the last three years has made us a better team. 95.7 FM and AM 950 The Fan. Rochester. Hey there. Good afternoon and welcome on into the sports bar. It's Danger and Bataglia. And while we appreciate Ryan Duffy from the Let's Go Duffalo podcast for stopping by the sports bar yesterday, it's always good to have Gino back in studio. We feel a little sense of normalcy in the sports bar. It's like, you know, trying to run a, a business with... Oh, you guys are fine The yesterday. interim, you know, an interim. Yeah, oh, love Ryan. Love when he comes in. Love having him. It's good to have you back here. Uh, Cuca last night. Yeah, it, it's so interesting down there because I I love the Finger Lakes. I wish I could get down there more. Love the wineries. Love the view. Cuca's probably my favorite of the lakes just because of the hills. It's very picturesque. Interesting kind of place, though, those Finger Lakes, because you have these like million dollar homes and then you go a couple miles away and there's some poverty. So it's yeah. like there, it's it's not very what? even out. On Hold there. on a second. Are you saying that in New York State, there are the haves and the have nots? Well, it's on full display down there. <laughs> get yeah. out of here. Can, can we just pave roads or, or, you know, get potholes fixed throughout the city? Dude. I know that this. OK, I'm going to get hyper local for a second because this was an observation I had on the way into work today. Hyperlocal, and this only applies to you if you're on the west side. If you live like where I live, East Hilton, north of of Ridge, uh, I take I commute every day on 390 north and south, north of 490. Right, right. I take that stretch of of 390 every day to and from. And if you've taken that stretch. Over the course of the last year, you know that there was a massive amount of construction. They're repairing bridges, which I appreciate. Obviously, you don't want to see bridges collapse and it's infrastructure that you have to get taken care of. 
they got it done. Uh, I famously got a speeding ticket through there. It sent to me in the mail. I had no idea that I was being, you know, that some auto thing nailed you. Yeah. Anyways, uh, the construction is done, which is great. Now you don't have to slow down through the traffic zone or through the the construction zone. It's all cleared up. But, (laughs) but between Ridgeway and Ridge, and again, I'm getting hyper local here. So please, if you're if this doesn't affect you, if you live on the east side, apologies. But if you ever come to our side of town and you travel north of the Ridge, between or north of Ridgeway, between Ridgeway and the Ridge, that's the stretch where there was a lot of construction. And there are no, like the lane lines, the, the, I know what you're talking about. It's like, they forgot to do them. They're not there, dude. They're gone. Like they're faded or they're gone complete, entirely gone. Like, oh my God, there's like no lane markings on this stretch of road. And on a day like today, eh, not a big deal, but on a day where there's going to be snow on the ground, which is inevitable, it's going to be Thunderdome. It's Mad Max. I mean, it's everybody for themselves. Nobody's going to know where the lanes are because you can't see anything because there are no lane markings on there. I'm like, that feels like something you might want to look into if you're the highway department. It just feels like something like, uh, you know, unfinished business. We, you know, appreciate all the work you guys did to get everything up and running. And I can't do that job and and we can't do it without you. You make life livable for the rest of us. But that feels like it's it's a bit of a concern. Maybe unless they are, they're going to like reduce it once the weather kind of breaks here a little bit. And you, I I don't know where is that project actually complete or did they just kind of pull up stakes for the winter here? I feel like it's done. I feel like it's done. I mean, there's no more construction zone. There are no more, orange road cones anywhere i mean there's some barriers and it's not it's not pretty i mean there's a few i don't think it's it. done dude i think that's why that's well in the in the short term yeah they should have probably oh, should have done less. man i i was driving it i'm like wait a minute like where are the lanes they're not even here okay well that's fine yeah so that the haves and the have-nots in new york state you know shocking to hear you say that that exists in in such a picturesque place as cuca lake and the finger lakes region as a whole yeah, come on. Yeah, Fisher with two wins last night. Nice. So thank you to uh, Ryan for filling in yesterday. Love that. And uh, yeah, um, it, it you know whenever you leave, there's news. I didn't expect the Bills to announce Bobby Babbage yesterday. So we still can talk about that because that's kind of interesting how McDermott's going to manage this whole thing. Yeah, uh, we'll talk some Buffalo Bills later on this afternoon. About an hour from now, we'll be joined by Sal Capaccio and we'll get his thoughts on this promotion for Bobby Babbage. We'll also discuss the departure of Eric Washington. And, and the task at hand for this Bills coaching staff. Now, a couple of vital roles that still need to be filled, and, and you've got a couple of young guys in their positions with Joe Brady and with Bobby Babich that are going to be somewhat responsible for, for filling these holes that now exist in the coaching staff. Yeah, we almost forget that when Dorsey was fired, um, you need a quarterback coach. That was Brady kind of doing everything, or do you? I mean, what would Josh Allen be best serve at? Do you want one of his buddies that can be like, hey, Josh, take the underneath stuff? Or do you bring in somebody that is like a whisperer from the outside that has never met Josh Allen? I don't know the answer to that. A lot of people speculating that if uh, Tampa decides to kind of, you know, just completely redo their offensive staff, that Thad Lewis might be a guy in play, quarterback tier, and then Bill's brought him up for an interview. So there's also that possibility. I want to say he interviewed for the Bucks OC position as well. He did. They might promote him from within. That, That would seem like a logical step for Thad Lewis, unless they don't believe he's ready for that responsibility, it would certainly be a pretty quick rise for Thad Lewis, who's been rising through the coaching ranks here since 
since retiring from the NFL. Yeah, I, I, Josh Allen, for all his warts, he does strike me as a guy who is coachable. I mean, the way he deals with the media, the way he did cut down on turnovers the second half of the season, in the worst opportune moments, though, some of it just kind of, you know, vapor you know, goes out the brain yeah. there. So, But, I mean, who can you bring in that can get to Josh and talk to him? I love... I love, I feel like this has become an evergreen off-season topic. Like, what is Jordan Palmer up to? Jordan Palmer always does this, always does that. I can't remember who it was that said, it's like, why would Jordan Palmer want to come to the NFL and be a coach? Like, he makes so much money working specifically with quarterbacks and his, his like, method or whatever he does is off-season you know, uh, training program that he puts them through, and he's got these success stories under his belt. Why would he want to come to the NFL? I'm like, hmm. That's a good point. I guess if you're making more money doing your, you know, be, being an entrepreneur in the NFL might be a little bit more lucrative if you're Jordan Palmer than saying, yeah, I'd like to be a quarterback's coach and, and rise through the ranks someday. The entry-level jobs in the NFL on a coaching staff, you are dirt. You're basically sleeping at the facility. You are doing whatever it takes. I mean, it's a lot of work, and yeah, you know, Palmer's had a successful business. Like, yeah, you know what? I'm, I'm, I'm kind of good at it. That's why I always laugh, and this is always evergreen, like, Oh, the Bills should consider Jim Kelly. Jim, Ke- like, there'll be somebody who will call in on some show at some point. What's Jim Kelly doing? He should be the quarterback oh, coach. Boy, no, 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 no. Yeah, feels like that might be a little beneath him. Uh, PJ Glasser is the host of BetQL's Send It In. You can hear it in the free to download Odyssey app. You can watch it on YouTube and on Twitch. He is also our Odyssey Sports betting insider. And insider calls presented by BetMGM. Go check out all the latest lines today on the BetMGM app. PJ Glasser stops by. and We'll begin to talk Super Bowl with PJ at 325. So our elected officials, I want to ask PJ this because he deals with all sorts of states. And there's some states that don't have this yet. So I guess... And what should we be grateful when they rolled this out? I felt like, all right, we're kind of doing this, but they left some things off the table. Meaning, wouldn't it be fun like to bet on the length of the national anthem or the color of the Gatorade? I mean, just silly things on Super Bowl Sundays. You could watch and play along and ha ha. It's like pulling a, a slot machine. But because, well, that doesn't have anything to do with the contest. We can't do this. In New York State. And I'm just wondering, did, is this for a forever thing or did they work out the bugs? The other thing I would like to bet on in New York, the draft. Wouldn't it be fun on draft night to actually, you know, I really think you and I would have hit that last year, Danger, because and our listeners would have too, because by the end we identified, you know, they're going to take a tight end. And lo and behold, even though Dalton Kincaid maybe not a tight end, he's a more of a he's a wide receiver. Huh? Yeah, they, they took a wide receiver in the first round last year. I don't know why everybody thinks they're going to do it again this year. But what, is, what does the state think? Like, actually, I'm going to call up Brandon Bean. Listen, Brandon, I, I, I've got these odds here. I, what do we, what, listen, Gene, we're going to draft. <laughs> no one is going to tell you who they're yeah. drafting. I uh, yeah, I, I'm curious about that as well. New York State. It, I look. I don't want to look at gift horse i i love that we have legalized sports gambling i know there's some states that are still fighting to get that done and and i'm uh you know me i'm a fan duel guy i love love me some fan duel and i'm on there every day and i've got some wagers in every day every day just because it's more fun for me that way and you know i'm lucky that you know yeah i can i can ride it out i got some wins i've got some losses everything kind of comes out in the wash but when it's all said and done i can have fun every night with whatever action i have out there so I'm I'm not but I'm not that's me that's I'm I'm not a degenerate am I maybe I'm a degenerate No no but you're I would fine. say I would say that for the casual sports fan 
what we're talking about here is certainly a point of entry, right? Like if we're all getting together for the Super Bowl and the executive producer wants to place a wager on the length of of the, you know, we're talking about our action and they say, hey, I want to place a bet on the length of the, the national anthem. Should be able to do that. The cutaways of Taylor Swift. Fun things like that that you do somebody, but because there is somebody who would actually control that, this is the way they think they won't I allow that. Yeah, I understand that as well, though. I do understand that as well because it, it, it has nothing to do with the actual competition on the field, the actual skill of what you're seeing on the field. And I think that's the part of it. The skill element of it is what Uh, you bet on. Okay. How about this? MVP voting. Wouldn't you like to bet a future thing on the uh, NBA? Because right now, if Embiid misses a few more games, he's not getting the MVP with his new rule. So who else would you look at? Fun exercise, but ultimately we can't make money off of that. Yeah. Well, it'll be a a good conversation with PJ. We'll, We'll talk to him about that here as we get. I mean, look, it's. Super Bowl week, I got to imagine for the sports books, that's where they rake, right? I mean, like you make more money that week if you're a sports book than I would imagine any other week on a, on a single event, certainly. Are there's you no, kidding there's me? There's no other event that compares. So that's going to be the storyline the Monday after the Super Bowl, right? You know, of course, or Chiefs and 49ers winning. It's, hey, this was the most watched. This was the most gambled. This was the biggest Super Bowl ever. I, and say. I haven't looked up the figures, but I have to imagine that we're talking about billions in terms of how much money this is brought into the state of New York, right? It makes the idea of them giving the millions that they gave to the Bagulas for a stadium feel like that was found money. Like we yeah. didn't have this. Now we do here, take this. And and maybe there was a little bit more at play with that in terms of the, the actual casinos in our state and the native American casinos in our state. But we'll, um, well, yeah, we'll dive into that with PJ here in, in a couple few. few. Uh, you can, CPJ on uh, BeckQL's send it in on the Twitch stream, also on YouTube, and of course in the free to download Odyssey app. You can join us by calling 8664FAN 585-866-4326 if you'd like to pull up a stool. The table is set. Also, also on uh, Elon's Twitter X at the Fan Rochester if you want to engage with us there. Um, one of our regulars on Twitter, Peter, our pollster, <laughs> earlier this week. Uh, if you weren't listening Monday, we had uh, we had a surprise call from a guy uh, disguised as Rick in Rochester. Although we knew Rick in Rochester was actually our nemesis, Jay Binkley from 610 Sports he, in Kansas City. Yeah. Turns out Peter put him up to calling us up to talk about how the Chiefs have owned the Bills, not just in the postseason, but also in the draft and just rub our noses in it and let us re- and remind us how how little his S stinks so peter you know kind of like stirring it up a little bit here in the sports bar yeah binkley texts me he's like hey do you want me to come on today and i said this on the air i'm like oh my gosh like (laughs) no but how do i say this politely to jay no you're like the last person i want to talk to jay because you're just gonna be like oh the cheese little i know that jay was actually listening and he was teeing this up and we fell right into his trap. So, Peter, I do not forgive you for that, buddy. And because of that, Peter, today, you we know that you are a Jets fan. Today, we, we couldn't help but notice a piece cross our feed, specifically on the New York Jets. So I'd like to take a moment here, if we may, for Peter, you know, because we value him as a listener, to talk about just how dysfunctional this team appears to be after another disappointing season where you miss the playoffs. 
This piece is great. It's Diana Rossini. Remember her? She was with ESPN, and she jumped over to The Athletic. And, okay, what's she doing at The Athletic? Well, she talked to more than 30 sources, and the majority of this is, you know, and you could say, I always will listen to this, hey, these are unnamed sources, but Danger, I read this. I think it checks out, and it's it's not a good look for Robert Sala. It's certainly not a good look for Nathaniel Hackett. It's not a good look for the owner who just, Seemingly gets starstruck by quarterbacks. It, it paints a, 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 a team, a franchise right now. It's pretty divided right now. And I don't know if 40-year-old Aaron Rodgers coming back in next year is going to fix all that. Uh, well, let's start at the top because that's where all dysfunction really starts with these organizations. Your owner, week one. I can't get the image of this clown on week one wearing the giant blinged out piece that he had, the the, the necklace, the chain that he had on. I'm like, what, what shirt unbuttoned? Yeah, what are we Woody, doing? Like, what are we doing? Like, you are the owner of the New York freaking Jets, man. I mean, you imagine Terry Pagula rolling up in a golf cart with like rotating rims or, or you know, spinning rims or, or like, what are we doing? So I saw that. I'm like, all right, well. I mean, I kind of knew Woody Johnson runs a dysfunctional organization, but now this cl- paints a clearer picture. You know, if Colin Coward wants to get on guys that wear their hat backwards, what do you say about an owner who shows up to week one wearing that giant piece just to draw attention to themselves? You're, you're a clown. You're a clown. G- get it together. Respectfully, of course. So you you see that first and foremost. You have the track record of going after Brett Favre, all those years ago, doing the same thing, falling into the same trap with Aaron Rodgers, leaving Green Bay, and and going all in on Rodgers, who lasted a whole four plays. And now everything riding on 2024 and the ability of Rodgers to actually stay healthy and look like the Aaron Rodgers we all remembered from Green Bay, which... At that point, what we're talking about two, three seasons ago at this point, you know, at his peak, what he was winning mm-hmm. MVPs. The Salah stuff is fantastic if we work our way down the chain. And it's not surprising. I imagine most NFL head coaches, you know, we talked yesterday about how Sean McDermott and most NFL head coaches are probably control freaks, right? You you want control, you want your fingerprints on everything. Salah being paranoid or Salah being aggressive with his staff or whatever, or enamored with Aaron Rodgers, Like none of that really surprises me. Like the, the, the parts in this piece in the athletic about Salah were like, yeah, all right. That, that feels like it all checks out. It's a little extreme when Aaron Rodgers goes on the McAfee show and talks about how they need to stop with the leaks that somebody within the organization is leaking out information that paints the Jets in a bad light, or when Robert Sala complains internally about how the Jets get more negative press than the Giants, now you start to get paint, you get a picture of a a, uh, a painting of a guy who is insecure and paranoid and. Just maybe not suit, suited for the role that he's in. Or in that city, in New York City, because you're always going to have the exterior noise. So the story was, and this is actually kind of funny. You and I joked about this. Like, wait a second. There was unnamed sources that Zach Wilson, when he was told he was going to be benched uh, for the rest of the year, and then, okay, you know what? We need you to start against Houston. Ah, you know, I don't know. 
we talked about it, like, wait a second. It's not a you decision. You're going back in there. You are getting paid. So he was reluctant. And we all, it was a big topic. And then Aaron Rodgers comes in and waves his finger on a Tuesday. Says, this has to stop. All this stuff. So what does Salad do? Calls a meeting. His whole staff. And he threatens him. Well, at first he didn't. He said, all right, for the person in this room that is leaking material, you need to step forward right now. If you step forward right now, um, there will be no punishment. Okay. Danger. When does that ever work? Yeah. Like, honestly, oh, you know what? It was me. I did call in a I'm public setting. Yeah. No, no, not going to happen. Okay. Now I'm going to take your cell phones. Okay. Yeah. Like, okay, we're Mr. All t- Machi- we're all 12. Mr. Machismo. Yeah. We're all 12. Thanks, Dad. Here, have my cell phone. Go ahead. Look at it. I think it's crazy. Uh, I think that's crazy. That is a crazy story. The, the, the Zach Wilson stuff is is hilarious to me. Like I, you know, look, I don't like how his season ended with the concussions, and I hope he's okay. But clearly, he'll be somewhere else next year, and we'll get a, a fresh start. And, and you know, he's probably a backup quarterback, career backup moving forward. But the telling thing about Wilson actually doesn't put Wilson in a bad light. It begins the story of the off season. What was the beginning of the story of the off season? Oh my gosh. Aaron Rodgers is a great teammate. Look at him working. Look at this. And there was the quote from Zach Wilson that said, he's the big brother I never had, right. and I'm taking you under the wing. Except he really wasn't taking Everything's fine. You're under my wing as long as I'm the starting quarterback. What happens the second that is Achilles' burst? All right, well, he has to go get that taken care of, and he was flying in every day. But the communication between Rodgers and his protege finger quote here was non-existent to the point where Zach Wilson doesn't even like the guy by the end of the season. Right. And then in the middle of it all, and this all checks out, Nathaniel Hackett is a disaster and he's back next year. Like that's, what's crazy. Like you hear these reports and now you've got this long track record of failure and he's coming back. Going to run it back with good old Nathaniel Hackett. Multiple coaches and players described Hackett and lacking in attention to detail. For most of the season, Hackett would meet with offensive line coach slash running game coordinator Keith Carter and passing game coordinator Tom Donning during the week, but wouldn't get together with the rest of the offensive staff until the last minute of game prep. Boy, that's helpful. Like, we all know that guy in college. Like, oh, my gosh, I got a paper due tomorrow and then pulls the old nighter. That's Nathaniel Hackett. Also, there's this nugget, and I remember this game, week two. They got destroyed by Dallas. Yeah. Hackett was suggested by his offensive line coach, hey, um, we need some help for Dwayne Brown on the left side. Um, they never made that adjustment. Micah Parsons uh, that day, two sacks, four quarterback hits. Feasted. And they they wanted to give the younger guys a chance against the Bills. We remember the game in, in Orchard Park. And a lot of younger guys got the start. And, of course, it was the sloppy sloppy game, but lots of penalties, undisciplined, and, and the Jets looked terrible against the Bills that day, and a lot of that is Nathaniel Hackett's willingness or, or desire to give some of the younger guys uh, some reps, some try, you know, and then you've got guys like Alan Lazard being critical, and teammates looking at Lazard like, really, dude? Look at your stat line, because we brought you here for a lot of money, and you ain't producing anything. Friend of the show, Andre Fontenat, um, McQuaid assistant coach, played at Syracuse. Like he has this saying, uh, you know, there, there are certain penalties that, okay, you know, you got beat on that play. And there's other plays that never happen. The administrative penalties, the pre-stat motion, the false starts. Who led the league in that department? It was the New York Jets. That just means you're not as prepared as you should be. Yeah. Or, or you lack the discipline to 
Do it the right way. Uh, I don't know. I thought it was an interesting piece. I thought it was a lot of fun. And, uh, well, Peter, we thought of you. And I'm cheers. I'm raising buddy. my yeah. green water bottle Cheers, to you, Peter. Peter uh, you and the New York Jets. This is a great piece, and it just puts their dysfunction on full display. Maybe next time you won't have Jay Binkley call us on a Monday after the Chiefs advance to the Super Bowl. Thank you, and you're welcome. All right, we'll get to a PJ Glasser. He is the host of BetQL's Send It In. We'll join. I wonder if PJ's been to Vegas. Like what casino would he be? or Where would he be staying? Would he stay at the Bellagio? I think he'd be staying at the Flamingo. <laughs> okay. Well, well, we'll check in with PJ next and see, see where he, uh, where he prefers to stay when he's on the strip. That's next here in the sports bar. You can join us at 866-4326-585-866-4FAN. You're listening to the sports bar with danger and Vitaglia on 95, seven oh, yeah. FM and AM nine fifty. The fan Rochester worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole. Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. The Fan Rochester Sports Update. It's hockey night tonight in the Flower City. The Rochester Americans hosting Syracuse. Seth Appert, head coach of the Amherst, giving his thoughts. They're miserable, and, and that makes them great. You know, and, and uh, they're a hard team to play. They're big. They're heavy. Their decor is massive. They're physical. Uh, they're very structured. Uh, probably the most structured team in our division in terms of defensive style of play. 
It will be Devin Levi in goal tonight for the Amherst. Don Stevens will have the call beginning at 7 here on the Sports Leader. Seattle's hired a new head coach, Mike McDonald. The 36-year-old was a Ravens defensive coordinator. That leaves just the Washington Commanders as the only team with a head coaching vacancy. The Jets have fired assistant GM Rex Hogan. We'll talk some Buffalo Bills coming up at 4 o'clock with Sal Capaccio. David Taglin, the Sports Leader, 95.7 FM and AM 950. The Fan Rochester. Top Shelf Sports Talk. You're hanging out in the sports bar with Danger and Battaglia on the Sports Leader, 95.7 FM and AM 950. The Fan, Rochester. All right, we're joined now as we are every week at this time by the host of Send It In and Odyssey Sports betting insider PJ Glasser and insider calls are presented by BetMGM. Go check out all the latest lines today on the BetMGM app. Uh, it's... It's that time of year, PJ. I mean, the Super Bowl is here. Uh, Sorry that your Ravens didn't get in. I know that you're upset that our Bills didn't get in, but we've still got a great game to look forward to. We know how how much money is going to be won and lost with all of the different sports books. We were curious, PJ, have you ever been to Las Vegas? I have. I have. One of my favorite cities, I would say. Yeah. Like the next time you go, and certainly we love BetMGM, what casino would you stay at? Well, that's a good question. Well, Mandalay is a good one. You know, Caesar's Palace is a good one. My personal favorite, though, fellas, the Bellagio. <laughs> oh, yeah, PJ, you going to spend some time there at the Bellagio? I am going to watch the fountains. Oh, guys, do you think I'll see Tony Romo at the Bellagio? <laughs> well, I, I hear it's better than the Flamingo yes. or the Palazzo. <laughs> Palazzo, Flamingo, good ones. Guys, I'm just going to go around Vegas, and every time I see a hotel with an O, I'm just going to text you. We'll just add to our list. We're, uh, we're off to a roaring start, as, as always, PJ. Look, we, we, uh, we're wondering how much you know about this, because you're not in New York State. We are. And I think New York State deprives us of a little bit of the fun that a lot of the casual betters would have with the Super Bowl. You know, the things that, that we always will end up talking about, the prop bets that, that'll get so many headlines, whether you're talking about the color of the Gatorade or the length of the National Anthem or how many times Taylor Swift's mug will be on, on TV. We can't bet on that in New York State. Is that a state-by-state thing? Why why is that? I mean, is that something that you know of or, or, or are you aware of? Is that going to change anytime in the future, do you think? Yeah, I'm not 100% sure, guys, but I think it is a state-to-state thing. I know living in Virginia, especially in the futures markets, they don't offer like a lot of long-term futures, especially when like draft season comes around in some of these other states. So, you know, just depending on where you live, what state, they offer more props, especially those novelty props, just depending where you are. So, um, yeah, New York, obviously, you still got some time until the Super Bowl, so just keep checking every day as we get closer and closer to game time, more stuff should drop. But, you know, if you're online and, you know, people are posting these different props that might be in Colorado or Michigan, they might only be in those states. You might not be able to get them in New York. Yeah, it's it, PJ. It's like a going in into a casino and like, you know, I don't want to play the slots. There's no skill to that, but I just want to have a little fun. What's wrong with that? And I, I, I wish our state would kind of come along. It, it hurts me when it comes to the draft, PJ, like the NFL yeah. draft. If we had it on that night or we're not allowed to bet on an MVP, like why can't we on a, like, I don't like Joel Embiid. So uh, with, 
the game limit thing there. So would there be other? Well, it's it's fun to talk about in theory, but we still can't do that here in New York State. Yeah, exactly. No, I'm totally with you. The draft is one of those that every time it comes around, I can't bet it. I'm always like, oh, man, I'd love to play. Because, right, you get so much plus money, trades happen, and you can get great odds on certain Guys, last year, I mean, I had my buddy place a bet for me. It was 16-1 to for Bryce Young, um, C.J. Stroud, and Will Anderson to go 1-2-3, right? Because, obviously, the Texans trade up, so you can get some great odds. My favorite thing that if you guys are able to bet this in New York State that comes with the Super Bowl every year that I absolutely love is the cross-sport props, right? So on that Sunday, obviously Sunday night, it's, it's the Super Bowl. Nothing else competes. But like earlier in that day, there might be a college basketball game. And let's just say you can bet head-to-head what's going to happen more, Travis Kelsey receiving yards or Purdue points against Michigan, like mm. those kind of things. Always love the cross sport props and to see how these sports book gets creative with, with what they offer. All right, PJ. So let's uh, begin to dive into it. I mean, we're going to get final predictions and more next week when we talk and, and everybody's in full Super Bowl mode, but we know the outcome of the championship games. Uh, we saw that opening line. It's moved a little bit. What's your takeaway from Niners and Chiefs here as we get ready for next week? I mean, first gut reaction, guys. Um, I knew the Niners would open as favorites. I was interested to see how the line would move. I mean, it's tough not to like the Chiefs. Like, how do you watch these teams, what they've done in the postseason, and not like Kansas City? Like, San Francisco shouldn't be in this game. They were fortunate to get past Green Bay. They certainly were lucky to get uh, past Detroit. And then all the Chiefs have done is they've won outright their last two games as three-point dogs and four-and-a-half-point dogs, and now you're getting them as dogs again. So the contrarian in me, you guys know I love being a contrarian. When the public zigs, I love to zag the other way, and you know everybody's going to be on Kansas City in this game because it's Mahomes, because they're underdogs, because of the recency bias and how they've looked, who they've beaten, and on the flip side, how San Francisco's looked. But I just I like the Chiefs. I mean, for one, it's the experience, but – I just think about Brock Purdy this season. The one really good, really good defense he played was the Ravens. He had four interceptions in that game. Now you're giving Spags and that Chiefs defense two weeks to prepare. I think they're going to force him into some issues, force him into some turnovers. And you got to give him credit. He's been great in the second half, fourth quarter of these playoff games, and he's helped them win. But he's facing a different animal this week in that Chiefs secondary. So, You know, Kansas City's been really good at not giving up touchdowns to opposing running backs. McCaffrey scores one just about every game. Um, So how's Shanahan going to counter that? Is he going to use Debo a lot in the run game? Is there going to be a lot of short passing game to Ayuk and Kittle? I just think the matchup, for me, really favors Kansas City. So I know the line's telling you to bet San Francisco because they're daring you to take Mahomes again as a dog, but... I think you got to do it, guys. I like Kansas City. Yeah, BJ, I agree with what you are saying because I think Kansas City has drifted into New England territory, meaning, well, how could you bet against Tom Brady? And it's certainly some of those games, like there was an ugly one over the Rams at the end. And, you know, by the end of the Patriots run, like, okay, we we know what their game plan is going to be almost, and that is just kind of... Uh, it's slow starts. I love that stat that New England never would score a touchdown in the first quarter, that they would just kind of slow play it. Now that we have this track record about the Chiefs in the in the Super Bowl, is there anything that 
your your early trend that you can kind of spot something like that when it comes to Mahomes or Kelsey or Andy Reid in this defense now that we have a nice body of work of the Chiefs in the Super Bowl? Well, yeah, certainly, Gene. I mean, you talk about the Patriots starting slow in those playoff games. The Chiefs, they kind of finish slow, right? I mean, the second half unders, fourth quarter unders this season for Kansas City have been a goldmine. Guys, I think their fourth quarter unders this season are like 18 and two. Mm. Like, that's impossible that it's that, it's that profitable. So I think because Kansas City is so good in the second half of games and they don't give up points, I think if you like San Francisco, the better plan of attack might be the first half, especially the way their two playoff games had started against Green Bay and against Detroit. They know they have to get off to a fast start against Kansas City. And with Shanahan's track record and those numbers of him straight up when he's trailing in the second half, trailing in the fourth quarter, like it would just be a nightmare scenario if San Francisco comes to, is trying to come from behind to win this game. So that would be my angle. If you like San Francisco, I would look to bet him first quarter. I'd look to bet him first half. And, you know, we know Mahomes is as good as anybody coming behind in the second half, especially when he's down double digits. So that's my takeaway. That would be my trend to watch for. Obviously, the Chiefs second half, fourth quarter under. And then if you like San Francisco to attack him early in the game. All right. What about uh, touchdown props? Because it, it feels like he's always open and it's something I know that's low hanging fruit, but it's sometimes the most delicious. Is <laughs> Travis Kelsey going to get into the end zone on the Super Bowl? Absolutely. Especially at the price, minus 110. Got to go with Kelsey. I really like Debo, guys. That would be my play. If he couldn't give me one of the top guys, if he couldn't give me CMC, Pacheco, Kelsey, if you wanted a guy with plus money, I think Debo would be my pick just because, again, the Chiefs are so good at limiting touchdowns to opposing running backs. That's my McCaffrey's minus 210 anytime touchdown. Normally, we see that number minimum minus 300. And with Debo getting two weeks to rest that shoulder and with Kansas City being so bad against the run, I think this game, more than others, Shanahan really looks to use Debo in the run game. So uh, that would be my guy. I like Debo, plus 175. So, PJ, again, in New York State, we can't bet on this, but let's just say you have a friend in another state or a friend out in Vegas that could help you out. Um, The Super Bowl MVP. Now, the NFL MVP for the season always goes to a quarterback. Last time it wasn't a quarterback was Adrian Peterson. That's not the case with the Super Bowl MVP. You could have Julian Edelman. You could have Von Miller won it one year. So when we're looking at the Super Bowl MVPs, any value that you're spotting there? I think so. And guys, for the viewers that don't know how Super Bowl MVP like voting work, I think it's really important, especially for a year like this. So it's an 80-20 split, okay? 80% of the Super Bowl MVP vote is from the writers, the media members, all those kinds of people. The other 20% is the fan vote, right? Where they just vote for who they want to win Super Bowl MVP. Mm. We all know there's going to be a bunch of Swifties watching this game, (laughs) right? We all know that if Kansas City wins and plays well, Kelsey probably will will have a part of that. So I think more than any other Super Bowl this could be one of the years not to take one of the quarterbacks, right? Because, like, you look at Mahomes' numbers this postseason, it's been, like, one touchdown, 200 yards. You know, he's not turning it over, but he's not putting up three or four touchdowns and 300 yards. And Purdy is going up against a great pass defense. So it's probably going to have to be a big CMC game or Debo or Kittle or one of these guys. So for me, it's Kelsey. It's kind of a culmination of, 
just kind of how great he's been throughout his career in the postseason. Mahomes has already won the first two Super Bowl MVPs for the Chiefs. And with that 20% fan vote, like, I know a lot of people are going to laugh, but, like, at the end of the day, we all know that Travis Kelsey is going to dominate that fan vote. So, I, uh, for me, I think the values with Kelsey at 14-1. to 1, And then, again, I, I just I feel like this is going to be a Debo Samuel game. So, him at 35-1. to 1, And then maybe take a sprinkle with one of the de- defensive guys on the Chiefs just because they've been so good on that side of the ball. And I think they can force some turnovers on Purdy. So if you want to look at like a Trent McDuffie or a Legereus Sneed, guys like that, 200 to 1, 250 to 1, certainly think they could be worth a shot too. PJ, less of a betting question and more of just a football question. You're there in the district around the Baltimore Ravens. McDonald goes to uh, Seattle today, and we found out yesterday that Ben Johnson remains in Detroit. So of the two teams that didn't make the Super Bowl, do you feel more confident next season in the Lions being able to run it back, or do you think Baltimore can withstand the loss of their defensive coordinator and be as competitive next season as they were this? It's a great question. I think you still have to feel better if you're a Ravens fan. Now, certainly the Lions, the NFC side, is the easier side. And really, guys, the only thing the Lions have to improve is their pass defense. I mean, we see the offense is more than good enough. Their O-line's great. They got two good backs. They got receiving weapons all over the field. And the big concern was golf. But now that he's got Ben Johnson back, he's going to be really good. The Lions are great against the run. Literally all the Lions should do this offseason. Draft corners and go get corners and safeties in in the uh, free agency. That's all they should do. So I think there's certainly a threat. But... You know, the Ravens, I think, as you guys know, you, in when you're in professional sports, sometimes you got to learn how to lose before you can learn how to win, even though I thought the Ravens had a golden opportunity. Lamar had never been to an AFC championship game. You know, he finally got there. And I do think that the Chiefs could be potentially down next year. Like, I think maybe there's a chance that Kelsey retires. Now, certainly Burrow's going to be back and Rodgers will be back. and You're going to have all these guys. And now Herbert's going to have Harbaugh. So it's tougher on the AFC side, but uh, I, I would more say, even though the Ravens are losing Mike McDonald, which is a huge blow to their defense and Ben Johnson's coming back, it's close, but I would still give the edge to the Ravens. When did you realize, oh, this really isn't happening? Was it the Flowers fumble? Was it the Lamar pick? When did that happen, BJ? Yeah, it was It was the Flowers fumble. That was the, the whole game plan was just, God, it was, it was bizarre to watch. You know, when Lamar had that first touchdown, when he spun out of a tackle, incredible play. When the Chiefs scored their second touchdown, guys, when they went first two drives right down the field for a touchdown, I said, oh, boy, we're in trouble. But just the Ravens play that entire game like they were down by 30 points, and they were never down by more than 10. It's like they didn't watch the Bills game the week before and how much success the Bills were having on the ground. So it was frustrating. The defense shut them out in the second half. They gave them a chance. And then once Flowers fumbled, that was the that was the nail in the coffin. You just... When stuff like that happens, you go, you know, it's just not your day. PJ, some uh, action in the NBA tonight. Do you have any plays that you like? We see that Jokic is going to be out against the Thunder, which is a loss for all of us. What What are your uh, takes on tonight's slate of games in the NBA? Yeah, so now that Jokic is out, guys, I was originally on the Thunder because it was a pick but now it's up to six and a half. And this is when I like betting the NBA is when superstars are out and you kind of get value on that team who's missing their star. So I do like Denver tonight plus the six and a half. I would look at them. Um, I also like the Suns tonight in Brooklyn. 
minus three and a half. They've obviously been playing better ball. They're healthier. Um, and, you know, it's a KD revenge game of somewhat, right, going into Brooklyn. I think he'll have a big night. So those are the two plays that jumped out to me, the Nuggets plus six and a half and uh, Suns minus three and a half. All right, question for both of you guys as we wrap this up because you brought up Phoenix and Brooklyn tonight. It's the first game for KD back. Are they doing a tribute video tonight? Oh, God, can we stop? He said, KD says he doesn't want one. They actually, actually asked him. I think they're doing one tonight, PJ. Yeah, I think they, I think they might too. I think they might. I agree with Danger that they shouldn't. I mean, they didn't win anything under him, but I think uh, I think they probably will. It's like the social media team at the team that that you know sends out the thank you coach tweet the day that he gets blown out, right? Like, thank you, thank you, coach. We appreciate you. It's like why you're sending out a tweet saying that you just basically you're thanking him. We we can see through it. Like, what are we doing? Stop! Stop wasting our time. Exactly. Guys, real quick, too, I have a question for you. I was thinking about this when I was getting ready to come on with you. As Bills fans, people in that area, do you think they're starting to hate this the Chiefs oh my God. as much as they did those Brady Belichick teams <laughs> oh in New God. England? Yeah, I mean, it's kind of what we've been wow, talking about yeah. all week, PJ. I mean, uh, yeah. it's it's a fatigue that uh, that I think all of, all of football felt with the Patriots, right? Like, the, by the time... Brady was, you know, it's like, oh, God, you're just rooting against Brady, which is a shame in retrospect because he is gone down. He has gone down as the best ever, right? And it's gone, and now you don't have it anymore, but you have it with Mahomes, and I think there is, I think Chiefs fatigue is a real thing for sure. It's just interesting because obviously the Patriots are in your division, and the Chiefs, it just feels like you always playing in the postseason, whereas the Patriots... Bills really never matched up with them until the Mac Jones year when you guys absolutely dismantled them, but that was without Brady. So, yeah, that's interesting. I'm I'm really starting to hate the Chiefs too, fellas. They're annoying <laughs> me a little bit, you know, a <laughs> little bit. It's the meme of the, the men uh, arm wrestling there. We have something in common, PJ. Raven fans, Bills fans, bonding here. Uh, PJ, uh, you've had some good guests here on the show. Tell everybody about yeah, was the- Bill Burr on with you today. Bill Burr was on with me today. That was kind of a crazy one. So it was awesome to talk to him. That was a great interview. We were talking a little bit about the Super Bowl. He's going to be out there in Vegas. Um, yeah, obviously football is winding down, so we're transitioning now You know, to a lot of college basketball talk. Golf, obviously, they're out at Pebble Beach this week. 30-minute show. Send it in. You can watch us on Twitch, YouTube, Odyssey app. And uh, it's just a fast-paced, rapid show. People can tune in. Fan interactions encouraged with their picks and best bets and questions. And uh, it's a lot of fun over on the BetQL Network. Appreciate you, PJ. Let's talk next week, and we'll dive in a little bit deeper into all the bets that we like for the Super Bowl. Always a pleasure, guys. I'll see if I can do the phone call from the Bellagio. (laughs) (laughs) You have to cross the street there if they're putting you up at the MGM. We'll look forward to it, PJ. Yep, see you guys. Yeah, yeah, he is the host of Send It In. Odyssey Sports Betting Insider PJ Glasser and Insider Calls presented by BetMGM. Go check out all the latest lines today on the BetMGM app. If you're new to the show or maybe you missed it, it's just the cliff notes. Like well, that, That's a bit we won't let go because he's got the Baltimore accent. This was right before the uh, Women's World Cup, and he let out a Megan Rapino. <laughs> Oh, I, I, and I know that it's a Van Pelt, Tim Kirkshin thing. This is fine. To, we, 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 we acknowledge like, that. Yeah. I, we, but you can't, you can't admit that, like, I can't not laugh when I hear somebody from Baltimore drop that accent. They don't realize it, but they do it. Like when he, when PJ first dropped that Megan Rapino, we're like, oh my God. And now it's now every week we got to get one out of them. Bellagio. Flamingo. <laughs> Going to watch the heat tonight. Bye, Manabeo. <laughs> can't wait.
Uh, PJ's great. Always class. Great having him on with us here. And now hopefully we get some winners on him. I kind of like his plays in the NBA tonight. I think I'll tail T, uh, PJ on that. Uh, oh, that's that's ABC tonight. Phoenix and Brooklyn. Yeah. We get to watch. Please, that Brooklyn team that never did anything, you're going to honor that guy tonight? Yeah, right. Uh, she mentioned that this hour of the sports bar is brought to you by the Farmer's Dog. Fresh, human-grade dog food delivered right to your door. We're going to be joined shortly by Sal Capaccio here in the sports bar. Uh, talk a little bit about, uh, you know, continue our conversation from yesterday, talking about that uh, that move to promote Bobby Babich from within. Yeah, and it's not clear what's next here. Which makes it an interesting story, right? Does does McDermott still call the plays? Does Babbage have control? Um, and what's next here? You need a defensive line coach. You need a quarterback coach. And you've got all these offseason questions concerning the Buffalo Bills. We'll talk to Sal Capaccio, WGR, coming up here shortly. And uh, before we get to happy hour at 5 o'clock, we'll share some takes as well. I'll drink to that is on the way. Uh, the Good Smoke Barbecue and Pub Wingman line is open for you. You can join us at 866-4326. Good Smoke Barbecue is hosting their Valentine's Day sweetheart deal. That's happening 1130 to 9 Wednesday, February 14th. Valentine's Day, the sweetheart deal is available for dine-in and takeout. Treat that special person or persons in your life to a sweetheart of a deal that includes three meats, two sides, two cornbread, complimentary champagne, two cupcakes, all for $32.99. Reservations, if you're dining in, highly suggested at GoodSmokeBBQ.com. You can reserve online. And the regular menu is also available. Valentine's Day falls on a Wacky Wing Wednesday this year. So buy one, get one. Dine-in wings are also available. It's Good Smoke Barbecue and Pub in East Rochester for Valentine's Day. You're listening to the Sports Bar with Danger and Battaglia on 95.7 FM and AM 950, The Fan Rochester. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. 
Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. 